Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 977, air date July 26, 2021. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. It is uh, 6.30 p.m. This is going to be a very tight and condensed broadcast to bring all of you up to date on our historic lawsuit, but more importantly, uh, what we've uncovered. And for the last three to four weeks, we were working on our revised second amended complaint, which is what the judge wanted by order. And we were adding uh, the new discoveries we've made. And what I wanted to share with you is that our lawsuit is the first to uncover what I wanna call the government censorship system to silence the speech of every American, not only on social media, but it looks like on all media. Uh, As many of you know, in September of 2020 is when we discovered this infrastructure first existed because I was the first victim of it while I was running for United States Senate. And I'm gonna read you portions of the lawsuit. And on October 30th, at our first hearing in federal court, we were the first ones to find out the first glimpses of this infrastructure that the government of the United States, starting the government of Massachusetts and others have created a direct portal to social media companies like Twitter to silence speech silently, to launder censorship. And again, we don't expect any of the media to cover it because the media will only cover buffoons who never don't really want to fight it like Trump. OK, Trump is about making money off everything. Our lawsuit, which is being supported by you, is not about making money. It's actually about winning. So on October 30th is when we discovered this infrastructure on May 20th and 21st, the night before that, in our 20 hours of hearing, the night before that, where I was representing myself against seven lawyers, the night before that, we discovered the playbooks. The playbooks, which were written by the defendants in my lawsuit, which expose the actual system that they've created to silence speech of every American. And then more recently, one of our volunteers discovered the long fuse report written by the same election officials and government actors who think that they will tell all of us how they want the world to be. And in particular, they are committed to violating the First Amendment. And that's what our lawsuit alleges in that. So I'm gonna walk you through our lawsuit. Then I'm gonna share with you the diagram. Every line in that diagram is backed up by facts that anyone can find publicly. And it is for the first time we're gonna share this about the infrastructure, the enterprise that election officials and government actors have created to to coordinate the silencing of speech of every American. And our lawsuit is the only lawsuit on the planet that was to discover this, that shame on the quote unquote left-wing and right-wing media, shame on Trump, shame on Bernie Sanders, All of these guys will not cover our lawsuit because we're going at the heart of the issue that both left wing and right wing, Republican and Democrat, have been coordinating for the last 50 years. And it was heightened with the Patriot Act after 9-11 and gone to where we are today with the formation of CISA, by the way, signed by Trump. 
to ensure the silencing of speech. Again, our lawsuit is the first uncovered. So let me jump right in. First of all, I want to encourage everyone to go to winbackfreedom.com. Winbackfreedom.com. If you type in right here, winbackfreedom.com, you will find all the elements of this historic lawsuit there for everyone to read. And I encourage all of you to go read it. We're going to read uh, a section of it right now so all of you understand what's going on. Um, it is a 75-page lawsuit that I um, worked with our attorneys to put together. And it's a very important document because every, every American, everyone on the planet should read this. But it is, it, it, I guess it takes a, you know, unfortunately, you know, they don't, they don't expect, you know, nerds or quote unquote engineers or scientists like myself to ever run for office because this is all controlled by a bunch of elites who get to run for office and there's and it's their insiders. But because I decided to run for office with all of your support, because they try to screw us and because we were relentless, we have figured out how they basically have created an infrastructure with the desire to violate the First Amendment. And that's what I wanna go over with you today. All right, so let me begin by encouraging everyone, first of all, to go to winbackfreedom.com. And I want to also emphasize to everyone that I want all of you to take the opportunity when you go to winbackfreedom.com to be part of this movement. And, and we've made it accessible to everyone. Everyone donate just $1 because this is not about others who are just raising tens of millions of dollars, be it for election fraud. God knows what they're doing with their money. But this is about building a movement to recognize that the First Amendment in this country has been violated. We don't have freedom in this country. Let's stop talking about fighting for freedom. It's been lost. So let's remove our rose colored glasses. The other thing that we want to emphasize, we need to win back freedom, but we need to understand the devastation that's taken place to freedom. And that's what our lawsuit is bearing naked for the world. All right. So first of all, I want everyone to go to winbackfreedom.com. And I want to walk you through what we put together for all of you, because you guys asked for this and wanted it. And we've delivered. So if you go first, first of all, I want everyone to donate one dollar because I want you to be part of this. All right. So it says on July 22nd, 2021, Dr. Shiva, per order from the court, filed the revised second amended complaint, which includes the latest discovery of the domestic censorship infrastructure, a 24 by 7 speech surveillance system to surveil, blacklist and silence Americans created by the RICO defendants. Our case is a RICO case. All right. And these defendants have worked with Twitter, with the Harvard Belfer Center, with the Department of Homeland Security, CISA and billionaires, including Pierre Omidyar and Mark Zuckerberg. All of these, none of these people are elected by you or I. And to name a few, and you can click on, you can go get the whole lawsuit complaint here. And then there's also a report to the long fuse report. This long fuse report is in my view, without hyperbole, as important as the finding of the Pentagon Papers, because a long fuse report done by these academics who are monitoring my speech, as I'll talk about, is all about the fact that they've been surveilling, blacklisting and censoring Americans, domestic, and they wanted to circumvent the First Amendment. And I'll, I'll talk about that. So I want you guys to go here and you'll see everything is put up. It took, up, put up, uh, took us a lot of effort to put this. So what I want to do is I want to now bring up a document, which is the actual lawsuit. 
So we, I want to walk you through the introduction of this lawsuit, okay? And I'm going to read it, but, I, but the reason I want to read this is because the first, there's the introduction, then you have all the details. So I'm going to read the first few pages, and I want everyone to listen carefully so all of you understand what's really going on in the United States, and the fact is that we lost freedom. So let me begin here. It starts by saying, this case is about the government surveilling and blacklisting a minority to all the left elite liberals. Yeah, I'm a minority, okay? Who you so claim that you want, you're so much against racism, but the elites are the ones who are surveilling and blacklisting a minority, a political candidate, Dr. Shiva Adure, Dr. Shiva, as many of you know me as, and then eventually silencing his speech in the midst of his US Senate campaign. Because, why do they do it? Because I criticized government officials which is, by the way, the most afforded speech by the First Amendment. And thereby, they violated my First Amendment rights, the foundational principle of the United States. Starting in June of 2020, Dr. Shiva, a candidate for U.S. Senate, as many of you know, in Massachusetts one of, was one of the top six individuals. This is what came out in the Long Fuse Report, which we discovered on June 29th, the Long Fuse Report. So it's, it's a 300 page report. I'm listed in there 22 times, ranked as a equal to Trump as a repeat spreader, okay? Quite amazing, but I'm not funded by billionaires. I'm not funded, uh, I'm not in the left wing or right wing camp. If anything, the Republican GOP does not want an independent base. But what the report said, I was one of the top six individuals in the United States who had been identified in the long fuse report as an influence operator. So that's, per the playbooks. Remember, the defendants created a playbook, okay? And as an influence operator in the playbook, okay? Let me bring this down again. Created by the difference. And it said that I was under 24-7 surveillance by teams working four-hour shifts. This is starting as early as June 2020. And, and they were using an infrastructure of technology and relationships as shown in Exhibit A, and I'm gonna bring that up, co-architected by these defendants the state election director of Massachusetts, the executive director of NASID. All of these people are part of creating an infrastructure and their names are on the playbooks and they don't wanna hear it. They're freaking out right now because they thought I would just walk away and be happy getting on Twitter. Uh-uh, homie, don't play that game. You know, These people thought that I would just be happy just getting a little thing and walking away. The issue here is these are elected official, election officials and non-government or government actors, including Twitter, who have created an infrastructure. So what does that infrastructure look like? Well, I'll show you that shortly. The diagram is quite amazing. But before I go there, let me just continue reading this, okay? What this says is starting in October of 2017, government officials concluded that though the nature of US elections was decentralized, which means spread across 100,000 jurisdictions and using different kinds of you know, um, uh, machines, diverse methods, paper and electronic. And they actually admitted the fact that we had all these different kinds of machines was actually the best way to do cyber hacking. Decentralization is good, they admit it. And this was at a March 21, 2018 US Senate Intelligence Committee hearing. These are people like Amy Cohen. These are people like Eric Rosenbach. And they said, yeah, you know, it's 
the decentralization is actually good. No one can hack it. But they said they needed to eliminate such decentralization because it was a hindrance to their desire to establish and use a centralized infrastructure with non-government allies. Can you go get the big report, Doug? The, um, to fill the gap between domestic government agencies who had no power to curtail speech and federal intelligence agencies who were forbidden from curtailing domestic speech in order to censor speech by surveilling, blacklisting, and silencing US citizens domestically. You see, the First Amendment doesn't allow them to watch you or I and silence us. So in order to go around that, they created this infrastructure I'm gonna show you, and thus allow government officials to violate the First Amendment. So what is that infrastructure? No, 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 Doug, the book. Yeah, yeah, so Doug's gonna bring the long fuse report. So let me explain what I'm just saying here, that what we discovered, as you know, is that in October 30th, 2020, in my own lawsuit, it was a government that contacted Twitter to shut me down. So just to give you the background, what happened on October? What happened in September? On September 24th, I released four email conversations on Twitter, which exposed the fact that the secretary, the, the state election director and the secretary of state, Massachusetts, delete ballot images, which is a violation of federal law. Now, they could have disagreed with me and, you know, tweeted back at me, but that's not what they did. When I put the four emails exposing the state election director and her name on those emails, she contacted through this enterprise, the state, the, the, the executive director of the National Association of State Election Directors who use this infrastructure. And they were all acting like Mickey the Duns. Oh, we don't know, Shiva just put out a tweet. No, they had created an infrastructure, which again, I'm gonna show you shortly. Using that infrastructure, Twitter jumps when government calls because Twitter needs government. Why does Twitter need government? Well, Twitter needs section 230. And when government calls, Twitter jumps. Otherwise their stock valuation tanks if they lose section 230, all right? so. When I put up those four email screenshots on September 25th, the state election director, who's a lawyer, and we found out she's not just a lawyer, she sits on the executive committee of the SISA Government Coordinating Council. She, who has a degree in history, sits on the board of the MIT <laughs> Data and Elections Council uh, uh, Laboratory. She sits, she's also a member of the US election um, assistance commission. She's everywhere. So when she, with her force, her name behind it, contacted Twitter, Twitter had no choice but to remove a US Senate candidate. And what's that infrastructure I'm talking about that our lawsuit is the first to discover. And this is why all of you must become citizens journalists and share this. So let me bring that up, all right? Again, this is the first time you're gonna see this diagram and it's gonna blow your mind because it's sick. It's disgusting what's happened to this country. Here we go, okay? What do you see here? What you see in this diagram, it's titled, How It Works, How Election Officials and Government Actors Coordinate with Platforms to Silence Speech. And I'm gonna walk you through this. Well, here is this woman up here, Michelle Tassinari, who's a woman that had me taken off Twitter in the middle of my election campaign. Quarter of a million followers. That's how I raised a million dollars. 
in the middle of my election campaign between September 25th because of her, because she wanted to protect herself as our lawsuit stays. She wanted to make sure that she wouldn't suffer a custodial sentence. She used this entire infrastructure to shut down a U.S. Senate candidate between September 25th and November 4th. I was locked out, in and out. Our campaign of 3,000 volunteers, our incredible volunteers who busted their buns in standouts. And it, by the way, starting on September 4th, what was the slogan of our election campaign? Stop election fraud. We did four protests outside Tassinari and Galvin's office. And so, but when I shared those four email screenshots, she unleashed her infrastructure. I was a canary in the coal mine, everyone, that they tested their infrastructure because they're getting ready to go after members of Congress. So let's look at this. All right, so there is Ms. Michelle Tassinari. Over here is her job. Her job as state election director is to coordinate elections in towns, certify voting machines. It's not to silence a US Senate candidate. She did this because I was exposing her and her boss, Galvin. Well, look at this other job she has over here, all these other roles she has. She's a president of Manasset. She's the advisory board member on the MIT Elections Data and Science Lab. She's on the executive committee of CISA. What is CISA? And everyone better learn what CISA is because your dear old fellow, Donald Trump, who claims that he's for protecting us, he's the one who signed CISA into law. CISA is an organization out of Department of Homeland Securities, which has been given so much power to watch over, to look, surveil, and blacklist all of us. They have created this complete, you know, connection with social media companies. All right. So what you see here in this diagram is that she's also on the executive committee of CISA. She's a member of the Council of State Governments. She's a member of the Bipartisan Policy Center. She's also the author of the playbook. There's four playbooks. The two foundational documents, Michelle Tassinari's name is out, is there. She's not your average bear election director. She's more than that. She has high level security clearance as our lawsuit brings out. And she's a member of the US. So let's, so all the blue lines here, there's Tassinari and there she's a member of the Bipartisan Policy Center. And guess who funds that? Okay, well, it's funded by Pierre Omidyar, okay, a billionaire. All right, a nonprofit. None of these people are elected, by the way. You and I didn't elect any of these people. All right. So she's on there with these other election commissioners. She's over here with this fool, Charles Stewart, who's a professor at MIT. And Charles Stewart at MIT, he was the one right when I exposed the fact Tassinari deleted ballot images and violated law. He did a nice quote to attack my credibility and say, oh, ballot images don't need to be preserved. Okay, that's what our lawsuit states, okay? And so why is a woman with a history degree on the MIT elections data on science lab? Does she really know anything about data analytics or science? All right, and so there's Tassinari over here. Over here, this is quite more powerful. Tassinari is on the executive committee of CISA, which is part of Homeland Security. She's on the government coordinating council, okay? And what you see here, she's on the board with all of these four people, or the, the executive committee. Maggie Oliver, who's the president of National Association of State Secretaries of State, with Robert Kowalski, okay? Who's the assistant director at CISA, with B Ben Hovland, who also is a commissioner of the Elections Commission, 
okay? Or Elections Assistance Commission. So Tassinari is pretty wired in. And over here, Tassinari shows up because she worked at the Belfer Center as an author of the playbook, as our lawsuit brings out, okay? But who's over at the Belfer Center? Well, look over here. We'll talk about Amy Cohen, but Robbie Mook. Robbie Mook, okay, Clinton's campaign. But it's, this is bipartisan, everyone. Here's Tommy Hicks, who's a commissioner of the EAC. But here's Matt Rhodes, who's was good buddies with Romney, and Matt Masterson, and this guy, Eric Rosenbach, okay, who was a former chief of staff of the Secretary of Defense, and he was a witness, and he's also the co-director of the Belfer Center, who believes that they are defending our democracy, okay? No one elected these people. These people hide in the back thinking they're so much better than you or I. And, and this guy Rosenbach went to the Intelligence Committee with Amy Cohen on the 21st. And you know what he said? He goes, federal government must oversee social media. The government must be over. And they're saying this all blatantly, everyone. Go look at the March 21st hearing. But when he gave the March 21st hearing, he's there with Cohen and John Condos, okay, who was a former head of NAS. Now, all these three people are very, you know, all together with Amy Cohen. Amy Cohen is the executive director of the National Association of State Election Directors, NACID, which is a force of 50 state election directors, a government actor. So on September 25th, when I put out that tweet, Tassinari contacted Cohen, and it's all in, in, in court testimony. She unleashed this infrastructure. And this is what I want everyone to understand. When you look at this infrastructure, what do you see here? What you see here is these people here and these folks here all believe that we need to stop misinformation, quote unquote, and quote unquote, disinformation. Nowhere in their dis discourse is who the hell is deciding what's misinformation and disinformation. <coughs> Right. It's as though they get to decide. Not that this country was built on the marketplace of ideas, diversity of ideas, real diversity. All of these people, many of them are the same ones who speak out against, quote unquote, racism. But I'm a brown skinned Indian guy, a minority, and they did not want me. They wanted me shaking my head. OK, so everything is fine. That's what they wanted. Because in their box. Indians like me are supposed to stay in their box. I'm not supposed to speak out. I'm supposed to be a Gandhian, okay? That's what they really don't like. Because deep down in them, they do not want the diversity of ideas. And we have to understand the diversity of ideas is what leads to science and innovation. And that's what made America great. It's innovation. And it comes from all sorts of wild ideas in the open marketplace of ideas. These guys do not like that. In the Long Fuse report, which I recommend everyone gets, in the first pages of this report, it says that we need to figure out a way to go around the First Amendment because we can't silence domestic speech, but we must create, oh, let me read this to you. It says it right here, okay? It's quite amazing what this says. It says in this document that they need to create non-governmental entities to fill the gap, okay? This is what it says. It says, 
It says U.S. elections are decentralized. Almost 100 state and local election officials are primarily responsible for the operation of elections. Dozens of federal agencies support this effort. However, none of these federal agencies has a focus or an authority regarding election misinformation originating from domestic sources, which is you and I within the United States. This limited federal role reveals a critical gap for non-government entities to fulfill. They're saying that we need to launder censorship. So what they did, everyone, what our lawsuit, again, is the first to discover, and by the way, Tucker Carlson won't cover this because he'll just talk about when it's necessary to get your eyeballs. Stop following that fool, little preppy boy. Okay, what you see here is that these people, these non-governmental government actors, okay, over since 2017, have been creating these blueprint documents. They're all right here, all publicly available. But I guess it takes a, a guy who still values the First Amendment to connect the dots. These documents are the playbooks. Here's a long fuse report, which, so the playbooks over here were created by the defendants and these folks who think they know better, right? And the playbook outlines step-by-step how they will silence speech, how they'll brand someone an influence operator. That's what they did to me. So they were surveilling me since June. They had blacklisted me as a repeat spreader, as they call it, someone whose word goes viral. I'm noted as top six people in the long fuse report. And then what they've done is these documents are the blueprints to these groups, CISA out of Homeland Security, NASA and NAS, and the Department of State. And these groups, using those blueprints have created through a nonprofit, an infrastructure called the Election Infrastructure ISAC, brought to you by a nonprofit agency, which guess who funds that? Look over here, Pierre Omidyar, okay? Through the Democracy Fund. So, and this organization works with the Partner Support Portal, and these people also work with a bunch of people over here at the Election Integrity Project over at Stanford. And in fact, one of those fellows in June, January of 2020, I noticed someone went on my Wikipedia page and said that Dr. Shiva is a pseudoscientist, totally defamatory. Forget the fact I busted, you know, for all those degrees, have published in Nature and Cell, but this fool, and we know his name because you can go look it up, Ashwin Ramasamy, it's all facts. Okay, this fool who thinks he's, you know, the nerd of the century that he knows better than everyone else, Okay, this guy went on Wikipedia and said, I'm a pseudoscientist. And at that time, on January of 2020, I was saying, wow, is this related to what's going on in my lawsuit? Well, guess what we found? This guy is one of the authors of the Long Fuse report, which was tracking me. So what they wanted to do was they wanted to, that's what they do, right? They want to make someone who brings out the truth, who's got all those MIT degrees and credentials, they have to unleash hell to destroy my credibility. So they use that guy. They use this guy, Charles Stewart, uh, this guy, Charles Stewart, and Amy Cohen, by the way, let's talk about her. Amy Cohen, again, I don't know how she becomes an expert in cybersecurity. She's giving a talk at the, at the, at the department, uh, at the Senate Intelligence Committee. She's also over here on the Global Cyber Alliance advisory member. And she works with all these people. One of the people she knows through this 
is the director at Associated Press because he's also on here. And you know, when my when I said, look, ballot images were deleted, guess who did the hit job on me? AP, Associated Press. Guess who gave an interview over there saying that ballot images don't need to be preserved? This guy, Charles Stewart. This is the enterprise that we're talking about. They had an enterprise that was used to not only silence me, they were surveillancing me, blacklisting me, but when I exposed the fact that a state election director had violated federal law, and forget even that, just the fact I criticized her, and to protect herself, because she knew I had lots of followers, she knew I'm running for Senate, she unleashed this infrastructure to silence a US Senate political candidate. We have every right, that's what the First Amendment allows us, to critique our government. And I'm running on top of it for US Senate. So they don't want this diagram coming out, but every line in this diagram, every interconnection, right? We can, you can look it up yourselves. You may have a different opinion. But finally, what I wanna end with is over here, you see these three little people over here. When Michelle Tastanari contacted Amy Cohen to silence me, that went over to Twitter. Well, right here is a woman called Stacia Cardilla. She is the deputy general counsel at Twitter. She filed a false affidavit. She said, you know, we decided to take Dr. Shiva off. The government had nothing to do with it. Remember, I was taken off on September 24th, all the way into my election was over on November 3rd. After that, I was back on Twitter. And then when I again shared those four screenshots on February 1st in a class I was teaching, bang, I'm taken off again within 17 minutes. Well, this woman, Stacia Cardilla, lied through her teeth in her affidavit and we, we brought it up to the judge. She said, oh, Twitter decided to take Dr. Shiva off. We first did a review and then we did this. It took three days. Well, I was taken off in 17 minutes. I brought that up to the judge and she acted as though she didn't even know who Tastanari was. Well, guess what? We found a document saying that she participated in a winter conference, the NASID winter conference that she concealed from the court. She knows all these people. So I have to get going to a class, but I just wanted to give you guys, because everyone's been asking me, what's going on with your lawsuit, Dr. Shiva? This is how it works. This is how election officials, and I'll do a whole nother long session tomorrow. We, we're just beginning, everyone. We are just beginning. But I can tell you this that we have lost freedom in this country. And, it, and, and, and it's not gonna come from Donald Trump. Donald Trump takes a real solution and you know, I supported him, I gave him money, I put up signs for him, but he takes a real solution and then he gives a fake solution. He, I mean, he takes a real problem and delivers a fake solution. He makes money guys, that's what he's about. Our movement by volunteers, by people like you is actually about going after them and making them accountable. The, they try to get away with what's called qualified immunity. Uh-uh, these people knew what they did. There's case law saying they should not be doing that. And yet they did it. And you know why this is happening? Because the American people have been outsourcing their activism to scumbags called Republicans and Democrats, to Bernies and Trumps. I'm sorry, that's the way it is. I have to tell you the truth. So it's time that you all become part of a movement, a bottoms up movement. Go look at the history of the American working class. We didn't get anything given to us. 
It was through struggle, through building movements. You know what you want to think about? Think about the Godfather, a bunch of, you know, the Don sitting around a table. And in the old days, they split up territories. You know what they split up today? They split up narratives. Okay, Hillary Clinton, you get climate change, or AOC, you get to talk about climate change. Donald Trump, you get to own election fraud. He's not going to do anything. Let's talk about it and make money, okay? Hey, you get to own this uh, area. You get to own Russian collusion. That's what they're doing. The Republicans and Democrats split up black and white. They split us across left and right. They never will do anything. Our lawsuit is the most historic lawsuit. We were the first to expose this. And what we need to do is build the movement. You will not find this diagram anywhere else. This is pure truth. It is truth because what we're sharing here is in our lawsuit. Everyone should go check it out in the lawsuit. Everything is in there. We have sharing with people what's actually going on in this country. What's actually going on is they've created an infrastructure. We call it the censorship system. They've created the system to launder censorship. So when you go through this diagram, what you're seeing here is these government actors right here. What's going on here? State of election officials can use a nonprofit to shut down a U.S. Senate candidate. This is called laundering censorship. So you know what? They can say, we, oh, we didn't do it. They did it. No, you did it because you're the ones who created this entire infrastructure. That's why our lawsuit is a RICO lawsuit. We're bringing all, it's an enterprise. And I want all of you, if you're serious about this country and you really want to save this country, step one, we've lost the First Amendment. I was a canary in the coal mine that they tested this on. The next is going to be a member of Congress. And go and to winbackfreedom.com, donate $1, be part of this movement, because without freedom, there will be no access to truth, there'll be no health, and it's game, set, match. But most importantly, the reason they want to censor us is they want to cut the neck off real diversity. The diversity that they talk about, black, yellow, white, whatever, transgender, this, that's not real diversity. Real diversity is a diversity of ideas. Places like Harvard have created a multiracial aristocracy. They got black people, yellow people, but they all think the same way. That's what they want. The issue is we need a diversity of ideas, real diversity. These people are actually the real racists. They want to segregate everyone into little boxes. They don't want me to have a different thought. They don't want you to have a different thought. They hate the First Amendment. They want to go back to the British Commonwealth. That's what we have to get in our heads. They hate the First Amendment. There's a reason the zeitgeist that's a fool, Harry, is here a month ago and he says the First Amendment is bonkers. I want you guys to think. I want you guys to go to win back freedom. Read this lawsuit. Analyze this diagram. Share it with your friends. It's time you wake up and recognize you've got to get let, let go Republican and Democrat. That's what this is about. I'll come back tomorrow, but go to winbackfreedom.com. One dollar. It's easy for you to be part of this movement, but study this lawsuit. It's the second, third PhD. Okay. Thank you. Be well.